Here's Blake to Roy. This is for the Welcome into the Backyard Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Connor Scott, and on this beautiful Saturday night, I'm joined by your two favorite Blazer aficionados, Agent 11 Tyler Bagenstoss, and the big ticket, KG Kyle George. We've got a great episode coming your way, including a really fun interview with John Fishback, who has been following the Blazers from various portions of the globe during the past year. Excited to see what new perspectives he can share with us. But before we hop into a recap of Rip City's latest action, we just wanted to take a quick second to thank all of you who tuned in for episode one. We know most of you have a connection to one of us in uh, one way or another, and we just want to express our appreciation of your support as we try to launch this thing and get it going off the ground. Uh, the Backyard Blazers community is up and running, and we are so, so happy for all of you joining us. In that same spirit, if you would like what you're hearing, send this around to a couple of your buddies and get a conversation about Rip City started. Hell, feel free to throw us in a group message, throw us your favorite Blazer topics, frustrations. We love hearing from you. All right, that's enough self-promotion. Men, beautiful. thank you, thank yeah, you. That was nice. uh, men, since we last spoke, Blazers have made quite a few headlines, and uh, not for the most friendly of reasons. Yes. One in three records since we last spoke. Um, the first one, a 117-114 loss to the Jazz, and this one hurt the heart a little deeper because, of course, it's now infamous for the missed goaltending call. Damian Lillard going down to tie the game late in the fourth quarter. Rudy Gobert smacking the ball after it's already hit off the glass. Uh, Costa Blazers pretty much the game. I know that's a bold claim to hang on one play, but this was talked about not just in Portland, all around the NBA landscape. Tyler, I know you were hot yep, after this game. What were your immediate thoughts? Well, first of all, we're never no going to know what's going to happen after that goaltending because they didn't call it. Second of all, why can't we, uh, we review that? I realize that we have to blow the whistle initially in order to be able to review that, but we got to change that. Everyone can see it. We got the ability to review, so let's use it. It was tough, but uh, Dame still put up an incredible night. I uh, loved the fire I saw out of Trevor Ariza kind of getting the boys going. He was pissed off on that sweep under the legs by Royce O'Neal. No one likes to see a concussion, and that sure didn't look good from Anthony Simons. Um, I liked what I saw. We just you know, couldn't pull it through. Kyle, uh, Tyler just brought up that sweep of the leg by Royce O'Neal. I don't know if you've had a second to go back and watch that. It seemed awful unnatural to me. I, I know calling someone a dirty player is quite a claim, but he took a step, and as Amps in the air, he takes what seems to be such a deliberate step underneath his legs. Did you have any ill will towards the Jazz as the Blazers were forced to continue with seven players after Tyler mentioned Trezor, Trevor Ariza goes off on an official um, really putting the stress on Dame CJ, uh, mellow a little bit. He didn't show up great in that game, but yep. what were your yeah. thoughts? No, it was frustrating. I think, um, if I'm remembering correctly, they did not even review that, no. which I thought was, I think that's what bugged me the most where it's like, we have this review, um, you know, the, the principle of reviewing plays in place now. So it's like, why are we not taking advantage of that situation to utilize it? Because uh, even if there's some question, and if like a coach, like I'm assuming someone had to have been saying, saying like, something. "Hey, can we take a look at that?" Mm -hmm. and they didn't, I think that's what bugs me the most. Yeah. Um, the fact that like you know he didn't get a T or anything like that, you can't really be upset because they didn't review it. But if they would have reviewed it, I think they would have you know probably given him at least like a flagrant one or something yeah. like that. Uh, so that was frustrating. And 
uh, to Tyler's point, I was pumped that Ariza, you know, assuming it was about that. I don't know if it was about I, that assuming. or not. That, I know that's what uh, that's what Twitter was saying and stuff like that. Um, so I am pumped that he was, you know, standing up for the young guy on the team and, um, you know, getting in the rest face like that. I, I was too. It was good to see his veteran presence take over um, despite putting us in a position, like I mentioned, where the Blazers had to finish the game with seven players, mm-hmm. um, including Mario Hazonia. <laughs> um, Damian Lillard goes off against the Jazz again. 42 points, six assists, six rebounds. After the game, Donovan Mitchell's now um, famous quotes about how tough the Jazz played beating the seven-man oh roster for the Blazers. Yeah. Dame's oh puts a, Dame puts an end yeah. to that saying, boy, don't even start. Um, it's always fun to see a superstar, well, quote-unquote, like Donovan Mitchell get worked up over a player like Gary Trent. Jr. Yeah, I couldn't believe Up and that, comer, man. baby. I Up and comer. But is Donovan that. an all-star or is it one-time all-star? He's a, this year, it's yeah. his first all-star okay. appearance, okay. I believe. I, I didn't. It just showed his his weakness mentally. You know what I mean? Where it's like if you're letting, if you're gonna go out in a post game interview young. and specifically call that out. Yeah. I, I get he's young, but what's a third year in the league now? And yeah. he was basically talking like, I, I get it. You're a third year player, so you're somewhat of a veteran, uh-huh. I guess, if you want to, you know, give yourself that title. Yeah. But it's like the fact that you're calling out a rookie when. What, Second you're year. three years into the league? Yeah. It's like, okay, come on, man. It's not like you're a 10-year vet over here, you know, getting yeah. pissed at a young guy that's doing bullshit that you're not happy about. No, I, I thought it. that was weak of him. And then, luckily, the Blazers were able to return home and grab their only win um, since our last episode. That was beating the Miami Heat, which is a great win. Unfortunately, the caveat was yes. Jimmy Butler didn't suit up for this one. Um also not suiting up for this one and robbing Rip City of a legendary return, I'm sure. I don't know positive <laughs> or negative. Ty, I'm going to go to you here for this one. But uh, Myers Leonard, unfortunately, missed the yep. whole trip. So he wasn't even in attendance. Um, not his fault, obviously. was banged up, I think, in the game right before yep. um, travel took place. Blazers get a big win. I'm more curious about what your thoughts would have been on a Myers return. A legend for more reasons than one. I think he would have got a standing ovation. Uh, the man deserves it. He's been through a lot in Portland. He grew as a person. I know he wasn't always bringing us positive times, but um, for the most part, he gave his best effort every time. It just wasn't amazing. Um, I liked what I saw, but I would have been clapping my hands off. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point that a lot of the applause and a lot of I've seen some Blazers Twitter kind of upset about, you know, namely like a pinwheel empire, the Blazers account, giving him a praise or a tribute video. Yeah, I, I think, though where that comes from is we all got to see him really grow as a person his on the court production that's something kyle to be debated i mean he wasn't no. maybe the best blazer to ever grace the uh i think he was always always black and white too. he was oh that's why i wanted to preface the statement with is that i've always been i always backed myers you know I, I had my fair share of giving him a hard time every once in a while i'll admit that but i felt like my my true standpoint was always a, a guy that was backing myers i just think it's kind of funny that to your point, Connor, like all these, you know, the Twitter accounts of just people on Twitter is like preaching for this, you know, reunion video or something yes. like that when it's like, I think that's kind of weird because most of these people just talk so much crap oh, on every him. single one, you know, 90, I would say what, 95% of his career. Dude. And then he had, you know, his, Felt like his, final, his final season, <laughs> he started being a little bit more productive for the team. And then all of a sudden everyone loved him. I thought it was a, a pretty big 180 as far as like from the Blazer fans perspective. But I, 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 I agree with Ty. I think he would have gotten a standing ovation. I think the haters, the Myers haters, I think have kind of, you know, started to fade over the last year or two. So. They're still present. Don't get, I, don't, yeah. I still, I do believe they are still present, but I think at the game, like if Myers was there, people would have applauded him. Absolutely. I don't think there would, there maybe would have been like one or two boos that you could hear in oh, the distance. My but. hammer would have been rocking. 
we'll call yeah. you. <laughs> uh, I'll leave it at that. Uh, unfortunately, um, the win with the sunny Miami Heat was uh, the only place the Blazers experienced any warmth on this four-game stretch as the dark clouds really set in with the loss to the New Orleans Pelicans as the Blazers took flight to New Orleans. Down in the bayou, they were whooped. Um, unfortunately, by one Zion Williamson specifically, Kyle Zion puts up 31 points, nine rebounds, five assists, and I was talking about this on Twitter. But he, to me, is this generation's like young Shaq. Sure, no one's the Diesel. Shaq's, a, I mean, in his own right, a legend. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. what I saw from Zion, I've never seen the physicality dominate a game so much. Um, and especially against a guy who I thought Hassan Whiteside's length might have disrupted Zion's impact a little bit. Really impressive to me. And honestly, I'm not always the biggest Whiteside guy. I'll admit that. But I don't really think this game was his fault by any means. Zion was just, he's something special. What were your no. thoughts watching New Orleans um, take a huge win in terms of playoff implications away from Rip City? Well, it sucked, obviously. That was that was a game we needed for sure. Yeah. Um, as a as an NBA fan, it was cool to see you know Zion play as well as he did, and you're right, Con. It, it, his physical presence and just his overall athletic ability is just it's something that we haven't seen, and we all knew that we we knew that was going to happen when we watched him at Duke. Uh, but it, it is just incredible to see you know these half court alley oops that are just done with ease yeah. from him and with how big he is and just every time you see the kid jump yeah. you're just amazed. It, it never gets old for me as a fan to watch him you know do Zion things. I guess yeah, exactly. <laughs> to say it no, bluntly, I mean, <laughs> he's in a class like LeBron, like Shaq, where. Um, their athleticism creates, like you said, doing quote-unquote Zion things. It creates yeah. their own unique category. Tyler, uh, you know, unfortunately, he used that unique category to steal a huge win from the Blazers, and we were just mentioning those playoff implications. That pulls New Orleans only game and a half back from the Blazers in that race for the eight seed. Blazers currently sit at ninth. Um, what were your thoughts watching Portland come out and honestly get dominated in what was a huge matchup? Yeah, just, I think, deeper, more talent, uh, more people that they can go to. The combination of speed, quickness, and size of Zion is something that I've just never seen. At one point, he can be down in the block, and a guy will just bounce off of him, and the next point, like he'll just blow right by you. Uh, it's, it's insane that he's that big and can move that quick, and they always talk about his second jump. Well, it's true, because he'll That's just keep jumping and jumping and jumping. He's just an absolute mismatch. For a guy like Whiteside with slower feet, granted he's smaller, but it doesn't matter. He'll just go right around him, and he can get up so he can make up for it in his jumping ability. It's just amazing. And uh, with the playoff implications, it's going to be tough with all the injuries we have, but I like the Pelicans' chances to move up there. Right. I, I do, too. I mean, they're playing well. And I, that quick jumping is such a great point. I think we've all played basketball with someone who specializes in sand volleyball. You see that same skill. Well, maybe that's just me who's played with guys. I think so. Not many of us playing um, sand volleyball. Hey, a lot of Hawaiians at Linfield, <laughs> okay, and okay. they are damn good at volleyball, right. basketball, and all other athletic activities, and they okay. get up quick. That second jump is such a huge advantage on the boards, especially um, we got another taste of the youth generation hitting the NBA as the Blazers then follow up on a back-to-back -back with another critical loss to the Memphis Grizzlies. Obviously, we're trying to chase Memphis. They were in eighth, um, still are in eighth, yep. and that – that loss pushes Portland four games back now heading into the All-Star break. Only 26 games left. Um, Kyle, the star for Memphis in this one, another rookie, but I'm not talking John Morant. I'm talking Brandon Clark. I know you're a little excited because he's a zag. You wanted the Blazers to draft him. Goes for 27-6, and six, buries Portland um, right before the All-Star break. What were your thoughts watching 
how that game transpired. No, it was it was a uh, bittersweet was a little bit, a little bit bittersweet <laughs> for sure. Um, just because you know Gonzaga, we're just starting to get our our first wave of like actual real talent, real talent that is hitting the NBA and actually you know being a factor on yeah. a, on, on teams. And it was cool to see Brandon have a good game. You're right, Con. I do wish we were able to draft him this year. He he fell deep and he, he, close. he almost fell to Portland away. and. Just wa- having a year to watch him at Gonzaga and see uh, how special he was because he is undersized for a four. He's only six eight, and but the dude can just jump out of the building and his offensive his scoring ability is very underrated. I think it's more uh, running the court ability. He can't. Well, he's a he's a freak athlete. He's very yeah. fast, and he's just one of those guys that just because he doesn't have the look as like your typical you know big in the interior that's going to be able to you know finesse around guys mm-hmm. kind of like us a bonus and others that like a guy right. that has just pure post skills mm-hmm. like he doesn't have the same skill set but he just has this weird ability to just still find a way to score at a very efficient rate he's just one of those he guys just has that, a motor he, he has a motor and he's, he's gonna you know he's gonna fight for every rebound he can and it, it's just fun to watch zag succeed in the nba however it was unfortunate that the blazers lost especially in our playoff race so and tyler that blazers loss obviously um critical to the playoffs more surprising to me was just the effort maybe i mean we saw in the first half especially i know it was a back-to-back and that has to be considered especially flying west to east in that time zone change but i mean historically portland showed up in these kind of big regular Mm -hmm. season playoff implication style games whether it be for getting the eight seed or the last couple seasons, yeah, seeding in terms of four, three, uh-huh. two seed, that kind of positioning. Um, were you surprised at all by the effort, or did you blame that more on the travel? Kind of, where was your headspace watching the Portland come out and get kind of thwacked in that first half? I think it was more the culmination of the whole season. Damon CJ are having to carry us every single game, and there so much energy energy is expensed every game. And if Damon CJ aren't rolling, and I don't think CJ was rolling this game. Um, then we're going to have a tough time. And when they, you have so much energy, guys, on the Memphis Grizzlies, you can just platoon talent and run the court, play good defense, and you have our same five starters in for a majority of the game. That's a recipe for success for the Grizzlies just because they're going to outrun us and be more youthful. And that's what, just what it looked like. A lot of fast break points. I mean, over half of Brandon Clark's points seemed like they were on the fast break, just running the court, getting rebounds yeah. and going, alley-oops and yeah. everything. And their whole team's quick, so just a tough matchup for us, really, and especially not being fully healthy. So And and speaking of fully healthy, obviously towards the end of this one, Damian Lillard strains his groin, um, has to pull out of All-Star Weekend here. Um, as we're recording Saturday night, he would have been participating right as we record right now in the three-point contest. Um, we still expect him to perform his little... Uh, I Dame think Dollar. Saturday night, right, performance. It's not Sunday. It's Dame Saturday. Dolly with Lil Wayne and uh, Common, I believe. Oh, I didn't know he had the guest appearances. I no, and Jeremiah. Sorry, Lil Jeremiah. Wayne and Jeremiah. Yeah, yeah. There it is. And so uh, I'm still pretty excited to see how that goes. I'm glad he's still doing that, but really a bummer to not see him participate in the three-point as well as the All-Star game. I know both of you were thinking maybe little MVP odds. Yeah. Um, before we get to our interview with John Fishback, I want to ask you a quick All-Star Saturday night. Uh, who, who are you betting on for the three-point and dunk contest? Just give me one of each, Ooh. and I'll go ahead and start. I'll go ahead and start. Okay. Because I think he's taking over um, kind of Dame's role as now the best long-range shooter in the field, and I know this is the the consensus best mm-hmm. odds pick, and yes, I did sprinkle a little money on him tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go Trey Young. I think okay. he's going to hit one or two of those uh, Mountain Dew th- 
three point. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep range. The four points. They're the four or pointers. Four points. Sorry, yeah. from Logo Lillard range. Yeah. Um, I think without Dame in the field, he'll feel more comfortable being the long range sniper. Get one or two of those to fall, and that's going to be the difference. Get him hoisting dunk? that trophy. What hmm? do you got for the dunk? Oh, I, I got to go. For me, Derek Jones Jr. Derek Jones Jr. And, and it's. I wanted to go Aaron Gordon so bad because of the veteran experience, uh-huh. uh, or the experience. He's, you know, yep. I guess he is a veteran now. But um, Derek Jones Jr. I've never seen that guy floats. Oh like, yeah, he, he floats. He floats. I know we've seen other guys like Levine and Aaron Gordon, namely, also float. This uh-huh. guy, like, he's a rocket ship. I don't yep. like. I don't ever know when he's coming down. So I'm excited to see what he can do with the ball in between leaving the ground yeah. and coming back. No, yep. it's not a bad pick, Connor. But you're wrong because uh, <laughs> okay. our, our boy Patty Fastball. Uh, Pat Connaughton is in the dunk contest, and is he gonna win? I, you bet your ass he's gonna <laughs> win, Connor. He's gonna win, and he, I saw yesterday. Uh, Kristen Yelich was, you know, hanging out with him. I, I have a feeling up. he might, you know, make some sort of appearance in this dunk contest. Ooh, and we all know that. presentation is a big part of your score. So I have a feeling, you know, I'm gonna go with the underdog. I feel like Pat is not one that most Kyle. people think is gonna win. Kyle, no, you haven't even let me pick my three contest, but go ahead, fine. Kyle. Aaron Gordon and Derek Jones Jr. They can dump o- dunk over Pat twice, two stacked. You we should mention Dwight Howard's competing. Oh, and, and Dwight. <laughs> All right, who, 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 who is what? A two one-time champion? One or two, but he's one, also, he has one for sure. He's yeah. he's that, and he's also thirty-six years old. Yeah, so he's so not he's those win. two things. Who you got for the three-point? Um, I <laughs> this is tough because like, obviously I was going to go Dame Lord. Con took Trey Young, which yep. I think is a good pick. I think I'm going to go. With Devin Booker, um, I, I didn't mean to take it, Ty. I, I, I could see he has no eyes. reasoning behind it. I could, None. I, no, I could. See, I do have reasoning Let's go. behind it. It's because he got snubbed from the All Star game. I think he's out to prove something tonight, Ty. All right. <laughs> what do you mean? Like he's a great shooter. Like I don't understand. Like, <laughs> that was a good reason. Yeah. Yeah. That was my reason. Ty, Ty, damn start your dunk contest while you're making that switch. Okay, I'm gonna go Aaron Gordon. Okay, he's that's got the, that's the obvious. Aaron Gordon. He's gonna be throwing hammers down. I think he's gonna execute on his first dunks. Where Derek Jones Jr. might be trying to go for something. Might go too crazy big. and then miss a couple of them and then settle big for factor. the third dunk. I think if you That's good I, analytics. Again, right if, while we're on the topic, if you miss your first dunk, I think it should automatically back it down to a nine. Absolutely, I, I agree completely. It's harsh. I think if you miss it's harsh, one, it's got to be like NBA Live, like 07, the one with Melo on the cover, and uh-huh. that thing's got to be like your final score is like a 32. Uh-huh. You got to yeah, nail the first. I, you got to hit absolutely. The first one Tyler, if you want a full perfect ten. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. go ahead. I mean, and then. For a sharpshooter, there's no one really better than Joe Harris. I'm going Joe Harris tonight in the three-point contest. I think you'll just knock him down. I don't know about the four-point range, but I'll be pulling for him. All righty. Love that. Coming up next, we've got our interview with John Fishback. Stick around. Lillard. A chance to send the thunder home. Lillard. Long range three. And it's good at the buzzer. Damian Lillard. Are you kidding me? Joining us now, a very special guest. It's John Fishback. John, been traveling the world for the last years, but always seemed to manage to follow the Blazers. Um, you're home for a short time before you head back down under, back to Australia. Uh, we wanted to sit down with you, give you a chance to air some of your Blazers opinions, because I'd like you to share real quick. Have you had much chance to talk NBA basketball while on the road for the last year? I mean, we're not just saying on the road in the States. I mean, you've been all over, yeah, all over the world. So go ahead and talk to us about what your NBA exposure has been and how you've been able to keep up with Blazers basketball because you're sending some good opinions in the group text. So I'm just curious, what's been your NBA appetite as you've traveled the last year? 
Uh, well, first of all, Connor, I just wanted to say thank you to finally letting me on the Blazers pod. So thank you all very oh, much. Whatever. <laughs> it really means a lot. You join. <laughs> it really means a lot. So yep. thank you. Um, and second, it's been relatively easy because the Bla- I've been in Australia the entire time the Blazers have been playing. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And yep. so they play at about 10, their home games. PM or AM? AM. Okay. For you? Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. It's kind of nice, actually. It's a nice way to start really your morning. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Pretty nice, you know, uh, a few less beers when you're watching the game, so you get to get <laughs> well, a little yeah. more realistic. You tend to start a little early. Could... Oh, not quite that early. Most <laughs> okay. Days. Not 10. You're still catching the swells, right? Mm-hmm. Hang 10, bro. Um, so off... you, you catching games or what? Yeah. Nice. So I've, I've been watching them just about as well as every other year. I mean, I've been unemployed, so that's, that's helping. definitely helped quite yeah, a bit. I'm yeah, sure, so. I'm sure. <laughs> Freeze up a little time. <laughs> you, little time you, you don't start at 10 a.m., but you should start at 10 a.m. if that's the case, I feel like. It's, that is true. It's a good well, point, Kyle. And it obviously takes a big man to refuse to work in order to watch the Blazers, and so we respect you for that. Yep. Um, over the last <laughs> week, mood obviously extremely somber for the Zers. Dropped big playoff implication games. We talked about that in the first recap to Memphis and New Orleans. Uh, but this is ever the optimistic optimistic Blazer group. Um, Kyle, going to you here, we have 26 games left post-All-Star break. The Blazers trailing the Grizzlies by four. Got San Antonio and New Orleans hot on our tail. Uh, a game and a game and a half back, respectively. How do you see the rest of this season shaking out? I know in episode one, we were all pretty pumped up because Dame was still fresh off his run. We had won five out of six, I believe. But yep. now we're facing a bit of adversity. Time is running out on the clock. Can you give us a little bit of where your head's at going into this post-All-Star break run? Do we have a shot? Dame coming off injury, a nagging type of injury with the groin. Give us your headspace. In the words of Damian Lillard, it's on. If you saw his interview, they were, he basically just said, like, after it's the All-Star on. break, it's on. And I agree with him. I think it is on after that. Uh, looking at Connor's fantastic stat sheet that he put together for us, we have the sixth easiest schedule remaining out of all teams, which I think is promising. It doesn't feel good that we did just drop a game to both New Orleans and Memphis, two of the teams that we're competing with. So in that sense, it's, it's a little demoralizing. But I do believe that... Under Dane's leadership, you know, I feel like year after year, we always, you know, kind of fall back on Dane's leadership. But, you know, time and time again, he proves us wrong. And yep. he, you know, he basically takes the haters and, you know, shoves Doesn't it up their it. ass in a he way. He uses yeah. this as if anyone in the NBA currently uses uh, Twitter, uses the hype, the kind of the chatter as motivation. It's Damian Lillard or Russell Westbrook, and we know they clash. Ty, um, yep. before we get to John here, I, I'm just curious about. Like I was mentioning earlier, 26 is not a lot of time to no. make up four games. I know no. four doesn't seem like many, but Memphis is playing well, and you've been kind of advocating for their depth and youth and how they've really shown up. Yes. Um, do you think the Blazers can stitch together a run, get some of those injured pieces back, namely Dame, but yep. some some help as well because we've talked yeah, about Yeah, so, so Dame Dame's out one to two weeks. You'd count the All-Star week as one week and then one week of games for the Blazers. So that already drops us a few games there without having Damian Lillard. So say we've been hearing uh, Nurk Collins back in March. Say they get back March 1st. If they get back March 1st, that means the Blazers then have 21 games left in the season. And that's still contingent on how healthy they are, if they can play and bring valuable minutes. And same with Dame. Like, you don't want to rush him back early as well. So you don't want to rush anyone back early. You have 21 games left if they come back in March 1st. Do they, are they able to stitch together more wins than the Memphis Grizzlies. And I'm, granted, yes, the schedule is sixth, in the, um, sixth easiest, but 
we're, we're, we still don't even have our guys. Like, every team is so much deeper that's trying to fight for this eight seed right now. They just don't have the superstar guy that we have, Damian Lillard, that's literally keeping right. us in this that's and allowing point. us to breathe. So, and then when that guy gets hurt and it's a groin injury, not my favorite. So... Then, then I start – sorry, let me finish this no, real quick. Go. I start to look at the bench, and I'm like, fuck it. This, this is one option. Fuck it. Play everyone else. Play your Wenyan Gabriels, Caleb Swanigan, Mario Hazonia, uh, Gary Trent Jr., Ant Simons, Nasir Little, Jalen Horde. That's seven guys right there. You just – you tank. You, you tell Dame, CJ, sit down. Play mellow. Fuck it. Who cares? But I, I hope <laughs> – that's just a thought in the back of my head that I'm kind of like, hey, you know – Get a better draft pick. Let Dame sit a little bit. Okay. But if they come back healthy, I would love to make an eight-run push. I just don't see if how it's going to be possible with this you short amount the of time. Running yeah, the clock's running out. Yeah, you John, just know that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you okay. go. I was just going to say, like to counter, it's just like we all know Dame and his. his I know added, he's just not going to be. I, I realize it's a lot to pin yeah. on one guy. Yeah. that's for sure. I absolutely realize that, and that's why I love him so. Yeah. It's so painful to hear you say play Wenyan Gabriel. Wenyan Gabriel. I'm not hating on Wenyan Gabriel. I'm just saying like that's you're waving the white flag at that point. I am. It's, a little it's bit, tough yeah. to admit. It's tough to admit. John, are you going to optimistic or pessimistic? We got 26 games left. You got one side over here and uh, the big ticket Kyle George saying we've got time. We can play for this. Then you got Agent Double Eleven over on this side, devil on your shoulder saying, "Hey, the lottery is an awful appealing thing." Where do you come down on this issue? Well, I think you guys already know I'm always optimistic. Yes, and we do. And yes. usually, That's why we brought you on. Almost always, realistically optimistic. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> but I just think Dame's never missed the playoffs since he's been in the NBA. Ooh, so, I love the sound of right? that. Right, and he's dropping And facts. he's had a lot worse teams than he does right now. And oh. he's been worth, like less rounded as a player. He's in his prime, way more complete than he ever be- has been. He's already wrong. I mean, <laughs> Dame's first year didn't make the playoffs with. Um, yes, he did. With with JJ Hickson and Lamarcus Aldridge, he and, didn't play with that team. I think it was the year after. Let's not get caught up on that. We'll correct it at the end kay. of the show. Oh, okay, Sorry. All right. Sorry. but let's keep going, John. Okay, so assuming that I am right, because I am. Let's right, just assume it is right. because it sounds. I got way the computer better. open tight. I'll, I'll <laughs> okay. okay. John, keep talking. Keep going John. in the meantime. So Dame hasn't missed the playoffs. He's he's shown that he's kind of backed up his claims in the past so you're coming down on the right side of the fence you're saying that eight seeds within reach right now yeah i think the only cause for concern is more injuries and that there are so many teams vying for that eight spot like seven's almost not even attainable anymore right Mm -hmm. so uh but i think if any of those teams were to emerge uh, out of that competition, it's the Blazers with Dame and CJ. And then you got to worry about the, the yeah. curse that the basketball gods have put on the Blazers that goes way back in the injuries. Like, what about any further injuries like you just mentioned? Like, We're already yeah, on our last yeah, line of ex- defense. That's what what if sure. anyone else gets hurt? I mean, yeah, there's d- always a possibility. Well, yeah, and I don't. I really hate the idea of tanking because you hear it all the time. So do I. You heard it a lot earlier before they went on that little run. But Dame's in his prime. And, I mean, we might not get a guy like Dame in Portland for 50 years. Anthony Simons is certainly not the next Dame, as he was prophesied to be. But I, I just think you don't waste a talent like Dame that comes to Portland. I mean, maybe the first guy you go for ever it every as year. good as he, well, we've had and, here in Portland. And, and let's give a little respect to the old legends like Bill Walton and Clyde and uh, Brandon Roy, namely, are the ones that come to my mind. LaMarcus Aldridge, I guess that's one we can debate. But is but Dame not the best? No, he is, them? and that's where I wanted to go. I, I think I come down with you, John, on this one where James Dame is such a generational talent. It's so hard to find that in the draft that 
it's you know you almost have to go for it every single season whether we have the bullets to do it right now with all these injuries sure that's a tough question to answer but it would be if we didn't make a move at the deadline so at this point with the roster you have i guess you do everything in your power to go for it in in my opinion as long as dame wants to i love it if you can get if olshay can get dame sign off like hey let's get a better draft pick which I don't think would happen in Ever. a jillion trillion years. I just Dame's not built that way. Mm-hmm. Then maybe, but I'm, I, I think I come down with you, John, on that one. Um, unfortunately, we're even having this conversation, right? Last yeah. year we got to go to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, felt like maybe things fell our way, but um, to be talking about the eighth seed this season, I know we had injuries to deal with. No one saw Zach Collins' injury coming um, early on in the season, but we knew Nurk was going to be out a large portion. What about Rodney Hood? Rodney Hood, that was not predictable, obviously. I'm going to take injuries off the table for this next question, okay? I'm going to challenge your uh, your Blazer fandom a little bit because that's the obvious answer, and it's a legitimate answer. But outside of injuries, you know, I think this team still had higher expectations than they're performing at now, at least maybe irrationally from Rip City fans. We tend to get in the swing of our free agent signings, role players, whatever. But I think expectations were fairly high. And it's safe to say the Blazers are not in the position we pictured come All-Star break. I want to know, John, your reasoning why the Blazer season has somewhat been a little tougher road than imagined outside of the injury factor. Okay, well, I, I'm just a little confused because I don't really know why we blew up our team after going to the Western Conference Finals. You know, the Warriors weren't going to stay together, and they were really, well, besides drew holiday they were really our only mm-hmm. kryptonite that we had in the playoffs uh i guess because nurk was out we needed a replacement center mm-hmm. but i don't know this is a very hot take but mm-hmm. i really at this point would prefer myers leonard over hassan whiteside on our oh, team oh that's i crazy. really would i know oh. he's a controversial oh, figure but God, oh. can, can i get into this Hassan's real quick oh. Tyler, go ahead. And let me explain the songs uh. sometimes um seem to be lazy efforts and I think this attests to the way our defense is which defense is my main point here and that's the reason why I think we're battling for this eight seed right now is when our perimeter uh defensive players get blown by Hassan is always there to at least attempt a block shot right do you guys notice that yeah Yeah, he changes a lot a lot of the times he's blocking them or they'll get him over a step back shot but where we're hurting is that weak side help the wing person, normally being Zach Collins, who is amazing on help side defense. Um, instead, we're having Mello and Trevor Ariza, which Ariza's all right, but Mello's old, you know. And they're not, we're not getting over to box out that guy, so on missed shots, an automatic offensive board for the other team and put back. Um, what I'm interested to see and what Whiteside doesn't have a fair opportunity to prove his worth, in my opinion, is that Imagine having a healthy Nurk and Zach with Whiteside playing alongside of them. Having a real power forward to help out on help side defense and down low. Because, yes, granted, I'm, I'm totally there. Like, he plays in spurts, and it se- certainly seems like the effort swings. But when those spurts are on, it's incredible. And with a better team and more help behind him, I feel like it would lift his spirits and be able to play better, in my opinion. So I think that explains that, possibly. Like, do you understand where I'm Yeah, but from? he need, like he doesn't – you shouldn't need with uh, – Gener- he's a generational talent as well. Like he could be the best center in the NBA. He just does not try. I think this is something that, like, it's fair to say, like, uh, over his career, he's had issues with 
fans being critical of his effort. I mean, that's uh-huh. no secret. And I think, but he, what we're seeing is, <laughs> that, Ty, I'm not, I'm not. Saying put Myers that. on our team instead of Whiteside. We're just as bad, if not worse. No, we're we're no, we're worse. Yeah, we're worse. I, I, I gotta know. say that that is the that is the coldest take that has <laughs> ever been presented on We could have imagined John bringing, but we appreciate the controversy is starting. I, I, I just have I'm I come down a little more with Tyler where yes, there's times where I'm like, man, Hassan's effort could be much better, but this isn't exactly he's not supposed to be Nurk. And I think a lot of people expected him to be Nurk. And one of my biggest arguments coming into this season is he's not as good as Yusuf Nurkic in yeah. my you know, in my opinion. And he puts up numbers like he is, uh-huh. the impact's different. And I think expecting him to have the same Nurkic like impact has really hamstrung a lot of Blazer fans, including myself, to, into being very critical at times because he's not the same level of what we've seen the last two years, uh-huh. especially right before Nurk's injury. And so even Zach Collins has a different level of impact in the game. And granted, it's because of effort, but I think it's unrealistic of us as Blazer fans to be so hypercritical. And myself, I bought right into it. I was very critical for a while. This is the same effort he's given his whole career. So yeah. is yeah, this not... Look at his career. He earned a paycheck because a of his paycheck. Uh, because max. of his raw talent. But the Heat wanted him out of there so bad. Right. They wanted I guess that's him out of point. there better than we wanted Myers out of Portland. I still think shot. that's. I still think the Myers take is one of the yeah, coolest that, that takes was... I've ever heard. Kyle, I want to get your opinion on uh, why this season has kind of ended up where it has outside of injury. Is it a lot of what's already been mentioned? I mean, Hassan. Oh, what? Sorry, I know I just asked you a question. Now I'm going to give one more answer, but. Tyler pointed out Hassan's power forward right now is Carmelo Anthony, not known as the exact defensive stopper. Even though we're playing in this new NBA, that still matters. Um, so, still matters. Yeah. All of our guys are getting blown by. Damon CJ are no defensive threats. And then same with Melo. Defense they're all, is embarrassing. They're getting blown by, and then Hassan's just out there to dry, hung out there to dry, literally, in the middle of the paint, just trying to help, which, I mean, it's just tough right now. Kyle. Give it to us. Yeah. Um, well, Tyler, honestly, <laughs> you just you swooped in and kind of to- stole one of my points there. But well, I think I it. That's a business, one. I think baby. it's kind of unrealistic <laughs> to try and pinpoint it on one specific thing. But I think one of the biggest reasons we're kind of in the situation we are is our lack of defensive intensity. That's at both the guard and uh, forward level. You know, Damon, CJ, we've known for years are not really the best. You know, defensive guards, they, you know, they carry our team offensively, which is fine, but you do have to have guys that compensate for that. And yeah. right now we just don't. And I think Whiteside, to John's point, uh, when you look at his raw athleticism, is a good defender. He gets a lot of blocks, you know, and to Connor's course, point, yeah. fills up the stat sheet. And I think Connor said it best where it's, you know, Whiteside's one of those guys that is so good naturally and is just a raw, really good basketball player. That fills the stat sheets, but his impact on the game is not there, and that was kind. Of, that's kind of been my point all season. And I'm not trying to take anything away from the guy as far as his talent goes. I'm just saying, when it comes to winning basketball games, he's not a guy that's a core piece. At least he hasn't proven himself. He's an added to be. piece. He's for an sure. added piece, but he should. To he John's should. point, he should be, yeah. but he's not. For sure. And I and that's so. I think that has a big impact on it. But the other th- point I wanted to make is that I think as Blazer fans, we had a lot of. Uh, unrealistic expectations coming into the season based oh, on the guys we time. signed. I think Kent Bazemore was a guy in Atlanta last year that averaged 19 points a game, and we signed him, and people saw that. And we're like, oh, wow, that guy's going to be a huge piece for us. He's going to he's gonna do the same thing. No, he played in Atlanta on a team that sucked and got a lot of shots 
didn't shoot a very good percentage from three point range. Shot like thirty, stats. like yeah, like thirty three percent from three or something like that. I, I that number's mm-hmm. not validated, but it's something like that. Mm-hmm. So I think a guy like him, a guy like Mario Hazonia, where it's like. Oh, he I was thought he top, was going to find his form. He, he was I top five. Like, I, I really like, did too. Again, it's it's piece. it's classic. It's classic Blazer. It's it's in all Blazer yep. fans where I'm we where we get right uh, where we get super excited about certain players coming to Portland and how all of a sudden their careers are. Gonna <laughs> we were going to resurrect him. And well, you look at Mario yeah. on paper and like, damn. I, I mean, those are good measurements. <laughs> I mean, fuck, big right? Yeah, just messing. I just I just think that. We had a lot of unrealistic expectations. Well, Kyle, we're yeah. fucking Blazer fans, dude. I agree, <laughs> and I'm I'm trying I'm not trying to you know, you know, be like, hey, oh, I knew this your was going to happen. Your job to provide analysis. <laughs> I, like, don't get me wrong. Take. Like I fell into some of the same traps you guys did as far as the players we were getting, but I think at the end of the day, being realistic, that's kind of what has happened. For yeah, sure, that's a good take. I fell headfirst into every trap, every yep. single one of them. Yep. Um, as we head into our last question for John here, uh, John, we've mentioned this a bunch of times. You've been traveling the world for the last year, and that got us thinking um, here in Spud Studios about who would be the best Blazer to spend a year traveling the globe with. Destinations are kind of up to you and that player, um, the nightlife, all that sort of thing that goes into your choice. So, Any era of Blazer? Any era. That's a, that's a good point, Tyler. We're going to let you go. Any era it can be a current Blazer. I know my head immediately went to the current Zers, but it can be any era, any Blazer. And we're going to let you lead off if you'd like. Or or would you like to – it's like an NFL coin toss. You want to receive this question or would you like to defer to Kyle or Tyler? Uh, I'll receive the question. Okay. Okay, get, sounds good. I'll get this rolling. Go ahead. Uh, and I'm going to stick to the current Blazers if that uh, – That suffices. Your we love it. That suffices. All right. Well, so uh, let me see. If I'm headed to Italy or Ooh. France – Oh, okay. I'm taking – I'm – Going with my boy CJ McCollum, obviously. Oh, I like that. Is, is this wine related? Yeah, well, oh, obviously. Yeah. The guy, the, the guy loves the finer things in life. He's almost a wine sommelier at this point. He's got to be. So if I'm going there, I'm going with CJ McCollum, but I'm probably not going there because as I oh you're, after, you're looping I, us. I, I, oh, hey. Whoa! I already mentioned I've been unemployed for several months, so uh, I'm not able to afford that whatsoever. That's yeah, right. but CJ yeah, is. But CJ can, so he could take and you. And he's your partner. Anyway, keep okay, going. Who are right, you going right. to pick? So then moving on, let's say we're going to Eastern Europe. Who okay. are we taking? We're taking the all-star of Eastern Europe, Yusuf Nurkic, of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. to give me a tour. I mean, yep. that would be a really fun time. Yep. You know, the guy's, what, 22, 23? Yeah. He'll take you around. You'll have a good time. Yeah. Are you going to take You can tell he parties. But, but no, I'm, I'm passing on Nurkic because that's not really a – part of the world that I want to go to. Okay. Okay, seem that Blazer, great. Oh my it. god. <laughs> so, going to go through the whole roster. So, uh, we know the, where they're at from. At the end we of the day, read. I'm going with my boy Damian Lillard, one of the best <laughs> humans to ever walk the face of the earth. Yeah, We're just going somewhere. Thought. We're going to be changing lives. We're going to be changing the world. Yep. Uh, solving world hunger. I'm going with Damian Lillard. <laughs> Maybe make a stop in Ogden and yeah. check that place See out as up. well. Yeah, okay. say what's up. I like that. And and an appropriate first choice. I think that has to be the first draft pick if we're talking anything Blazers franchise related, especially franchise history. He's I kind mean, of taking a the pedestal. Guy. What a great human being. He's, He's the, best. the best. He's he the best. We love you, Dame. Yeah. I love you. I love you. Okay. Love is you, everyone Dame. good? Yeah. Is everyone good? Everyone yeah. took a moment? Yeah. yeah. Okay, we've gathered. Kyle, I'm going to you next. Uh, who, which Blazer are you going to uh, travel with for a year? Why? Any era. Lay it on us. Yeah, so when you first presented this question, I immediately thought all-time Blazers. Mm-hmm. So I I went with my uh, historical knowledge of the Blazers and decided to choose someone that is not current or not on the current roster. 
And for me, if I'm going to travel the world with someone, I think of the qualities I want to see in somebody. I want someone that is going to be down to try new things as far as like go exotic places and not really care. Yes. And is going to be someone that I know at all times is going to be fun to talk to and have something interesting mm-hmm. to talk about. And also just like be like very like uh, I'm trying to think of the word free spirited, I guess. You know what I mean? So my brain immediately went to the one and only Robin Lopez. Because, oh, because good one. Robin Lopez is one of those guys that is super weird and we all know it. And I just see him as being such an entertaining person to be with for an extended period of time. And I feel like traveling to like random places, we would just like get in, like we would just find random things to do and have, make it really fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's yep. one of those guys that I feel like would just get really drunk with me and, you know, have a good time. And yeah, that's even when you're on, have it, a heart to heart on maybe. vacation. That's kind of what I want to do. Yeah. And so I'm choosing Robin Lopez. There, there's just no way that that's not a fun. I time also, I also think Robin would be a pretty good roommate for the whole year. Like it, it's, he's the extreme he's one or guessing. the other way. He's going to be doing, he's either going to leave things. his shit everywhere uh-huh. or he's going to be the cleanest guy and the most considerate like roommate <laughs> ever. It's like, does the art side of him yeah. take over or does the like, the guy goes to Comic-Con side take year. over that, like, takes, yeah. that like, you can't tell me this dude is like not an enjoyable person yeah. to be around. And, and I think I'm on the same wavelength as you as the type of person, but uh, maybe this person I might get sick of maybe halfway through this year long adventure. And that being Bill Walton, um, I would <laughs> love to travel the world with Bill Walton, maybe go to somewhere nice, sunny, tropical, Try some of that special cannabis he might have, maybe some connections. Um, oh, he's got connections. <laughs> he's got he's got some. Have connections. you seen his broadcast? Yeah, I just want to. I just want to listen to that guy talk. Like, see how a conversation goes. Just a simple. Well, you can like, hear him talk on ESPN. Yeah, that's like, for sure. but <laughs> like, I want to know how he answers. Like, hey, good morning. And then like, if he just goes on a rant, or if he just sits and does his thing and drinks his coffee. Yeah. But no, I think, feel yeah, it's the same wavelength for yeah, sure as far as the personality yeah. traits. Uh, I think Bill will be a fun one and a fun guy to travel with. So are you taking, are you traveling with 65-year-old Bill Walton or? I'm with, traveling with Bill Walton, Walton right now. Really? I want, I I want old Bill choice. with the most knowledge, like, the most experience in life. Like just, I want to hear about everything. I feel like that's okay. the better choice though out of the two because it's, it's to Tyler's point, it's like, Bill wasn't, at least, I guess I wasn't alive at the time, so I can't for sure know, but did was he this weird when he was in the NBA? Was oh, I think so. Had to have oh, I think so. John, which Bill would you travel with? Old I'd Bill? travel with the pre-acid-fried brain Bill Walton. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's probably, the, like, seven, why? eight. 1800 deadhead concerts yeah, ago. Like, yeah, so, a grateful dead I mean, Connor. Come sorry. on. <laughs> Jeez. I'd imagine, shows how much I know. I'd imagine he's kind of holding himself back on his ESPN broadcast, and those things are so out there. You're <laughs> just was, not getting to any point. An he's starting at A and ending up at he's X. He's being something. Is his brain fried or is he a genius? Like, he's that, he's on that level. Like, he's either got some real issues going on or he's a genius as an entertainer. Yeah. I mean, I it think would be a good case study. That would be. <laughs> it really would. We got to uh, study this man's brain. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, my choice would be the one and only Rashid Wallace. Oh, yeah. interesting. He's okay. a complete wild card. Uh-huh. He leads, I mean, during his time with the Blazers, he was known more for technicals than fadeaways. Yep. And I think that kind of volatility could serve you really well for a one-year experience. Do I survive the whole year? That's Probably really not. up for debate. Yeah. I could be dead after like seven months. I was going to say, uh-huh. he might kill you. He might kill me or he might just like be so wild I can't keep up and my heart stops. Like uh-huh. one of those two. I see him but, punching you in the face at yeah. some point. Well, you've said that about everyone I've met, so that's a, really <laughs> t- that's a tough thing to say. Uh, but I, I think I'd go with Sheed because if anyone knows how to live, I think it's <laughs> Rasheed Wallace. And if anyone doesn't give a fuck about other people's image of them during that one year, yep. 
I'd have to go with Sheed. Uh-huh. I'd have to go with Sheed. He'd be a great one. Tons of great choices there. Um, before we head off here, fellas, we were lucky enough to see Damian Lillard perform in yep. between the three-point and dunk contest. Yep. Uh, John, I know you were thankfully uh, picking me up a Starbucks on your ride over here. Appreciate that. Hey, so you, uh, I know I, I kind of cost you that performance, but Tyler and Kyle, yes. you were both able to see it tie. Actually showed out pretty well, I yeah. thought. I mean, it wasn't it was as cool. awkward as I thought. They brought a stage onto the court. I was an idiot and thought he might just be performing like at center court like we've seen in the past. Uh, no, they had a full stage. It was a pretty yeah. cool setup. No, yeah, I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was smart to have Lil Wayne come out, have Jeremiah come out, so he's not the only one out there just trying to do his thing. I thought he sounded good. I like his music already, so you know it's always nice to see Portland repping out there. And Dame's the one to do it, man. He's the chosen one. Let's go. And Kyle, uh, along with Dame's performance, your pick earlier in the episode was Buddy Heal. Or I mean, was Devin Booker to win the three-point contest? Last shot of the contest, Buddy yeah. Heald makes a money ball, yeah. take the win. I know you had a little money on the line there. Uh, what what were your thoughts? Disappointment, Connor. Heartbreak. <laughs> uh, Heartbreak. When you're you know a huge fan like me and you you put your your money on the line, yeah. as they say in sports gambling all the time, it's. It's truly heartbreaking every time you lose, and I really did think after uh, Devin Booker's performance, I thought I had that in the bag. You know, I thought with Buddy Heald having the the not so great year, I guess you could say, I I, I thought he was going to choke, but he proved me wrong. And you know, hats off to the guy, but you know, my money is sad. Yeah, yeah, John, thank you for joining us. Any final thoughts before we uh, say goodbye here? Uh, I just want to say thank you again. This oh is- yeah honestly been a dream come true for me and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we know you've had that dream exactly one time do you love um, us so we appreciate do you it love us i i love you all and i love yes. myers leonard and i hate hassan whiteside okay. and oh, i really oh, want myers oh, leonard okay. you know I don't, what i don't hate him i just wish you've been muted john yeah later dude no you've been yep. muted muted that was john fishback uh a great guest always unique as we know <laughs> That will wrap it up for episode two of the Backyard Blazers. Just as a quick reminder, review, rate, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate it. And please continue to reach out to Kyle, Kyle, Tyler, or myself with ideas, suggestions, or if you just want to talk about the Blazers or come on the pod even. We're always looking for guests. Please. One last time, thank you to John Fishback. His always fresh and unique perspective is appreciated to the max. Thanks to Kyle and Tyler for lending us some of their brilliance again this week. I'm your host, Connor Scott. We'll be back with a new episode next week. Until then, go Blazers. Peace. There's Blake to Roy. This is for the A three wins the series. It's Lillard. He got the shot off.